This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. What's up, MTV Jesse? Check me out on the Bootleg Kev podcast. All right, Bootleg Cat Podcast, man. Special guest here, welcoming back my guy, Jesse, a.k.a. MTV Jesse, a.k.a. Bloody Sunday Jesse, Sunday, et cetera, on and on and on. That's You're looking like, a, like you lost like a whole one of yourselves with this weight loss and this transformation. You look good, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate uh, it. Because obviously, a couple years ago, you had kind of like dived in on like just like redirecting your life in terms of like getting clean off of alcohol because you were you know you had a you recognized you had some sort of problem with alcohol, however severe or not severe it might have been. Yeah, it feels like you've dived all the way in on like kind of a lifestyle change in terms of fitness, and I always see you sparring and you're just always sweating and uh, <laughs> you know yeah, shirtless, sweating. sweating and shirtless. Yeah, um, but, but what, what, well, first of all, obviously, what sparked that, and how long has the journey been for you? Where you really like are very consistent because it's you could start most people start and stop start and stop start and stop yeah the consistency is important that i think that was the big change is because i was that guy i mean i've lost 30 to 50 pounds like 10 times my life right and i fucking got sick and tired of being that guy likewise yeah you know what i mean it's fucking annoying i mean even just this last week that went by i like i went on the scale after like my dad was down and like whatever and I'm like seven pounds heavier, and I just fought cold stop. I was like, "Yo, you're not that guy. Like, you're not bouncing back to being like fucking." Yeah, because you could slip in. into it, dude, so quick. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's when uh, you stop. Say, like for me, I I weigh myself every Monday, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's the second you're like, no, nah, I know I'm heavier this week, so I'm gonna weigh myself next Monday. Mm. I think that's you gotta dangerous. Hold yourself accountable. Yeah, go weigh yourself, look at it, write it down, and then be like, get back, like, and also weigh yourself at night. Because if you weigh yourself oh, in the fuck morning, that. I can't do. I do. I'm naked. <laughs> you're naked. I try to take as many as pictures as I can. As soon as you I wake can. up and you're naked, you're like, I don't know why it is. If you weigh yourself, like right when you wake up, you weigh way less. Oh yeah, that's it's crazy. You look even better. You do. You I know. You'll be like, damn. Like my food processed. I'm not. I don't have a. I'm not. Pre- I don't have a food baby right now. Like, I even make sure after my shower, I'm like fully dry. Yeah. I can't have wet hair. Yeah, because it's, it's a little it. extra weight. Yeah. Damn. 
I shaved my pubes. I fucking just listen. It all counts. <laughs> he said my pubes are going down the. Do you shave your pubes over the toilet or in a trash bag? Let me think. It's been a minute, actually, because that was a joke. Let me think. Oh, I mean, I got to ask. I think over a toilet. You got to do over the toilet. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be the guy shaving your pubes over the trash and then like... Well, yeah, you know, wait, yeah, wait. I have a wife yeah, and Yeah, over kid. the toilet. Someone does it over the trash? I don't think I've ever some, done that. I think I think some people have done that. Actually, you gotta yes, flush it. my uh, co-host's little brother did that. They, they share a place <laughs> oh, on no. my radio show, and he talked about how his uh, little brother shaved his pubes, and it was all over the side of the trash can and... And, uh, you got to clean up after too, because it's always around the toilet seat. You got to do the little. You got to like, do it. Wet, wet the little paper towel. Yep, yep. Yeah. You got to get the. It's almost like a paper towel is more stickier than you imagine when you're cleaning pubes off of a toilet seat. Yeah, it grabs them. It grabs them, man. Yeah. It does. Nah, it's it's dope to see everything going on with you, man. Obviously, the last time you were on the show was like not too far after we launched the show. I mean, it was maybe like four or five months after we launched the podcast. Yeah, um, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. That was like kind of right after you. I'd, um, not right after you had left now, but I guess you had kind of broken your silence. It was right after you dropped the first YouTube video. Kind of talking about Of the it, new yeah. like direction of content that you were doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't th- think I've, I sold the company at that point, though. No, you didn't. I was like, no, in that's, that, that is correct because shortly after that, we had, me and you had started collabing on some pranks. Yeah. Um, we had. <laughs> I some of the best, dude. Some the of the best. Best episodes we ever did was with you. I get stopped all the time. Really? And, and they're always like, dude, the prank with the guy who who rapped like a bear and and and, yeah. a, and a, a koi fish and and Simba, my boy, you know, Simba who's huge, you know, I, at the time he was on the come up. He still is on the come up, but he's a lot bigger than he was then. He even brings that shit up to me. He was like, dude, that shit was crazy. Like yeah. people still ask me about like about that whole situation. Really? There was a Snow the Product one we did that, for whatever reason... That was with Steve, right? It was with Steve. And for whatever reason, the like real version of that prank did not drop. I think... I don't know. Was it because it was... I think it was like we shot it as a Nelk video. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, th- I don't know. I it's think a weird you time. guys had shot something, and I think at that, at that time that was like a situation where Steve was in it, and I think they they... The real footage of that was supposed to possibly come out on Nelk. Yeah. But we had like a kind of a diet version. Oh, I think I know what happened. That was around... um, Because like me and Kyle were kind of shooting our own things anyways. It wasn't very public, but like... Yeah, so the idea was towing cars as a prank. Yeah. And so I went to you and we shot that. We brought Steve and we had a segment we were going to do for the video. But then I think they got sued or someone got, I think like the team got arrested for that yes, prank. Yes, I think that happened. And then that's, they couldn't upload the footage or, or they couldn't finish and so the So there's video. like really dope footage of this Snow the Product prank that will never see the light of day. Yeah. But it was really good. She I got it like, on some drives, probably. She had, like, her Jeep was hooked onto a tow truck, and she was trying to back out, oh, and the yeah. wheels were spinning, <laughs> and she's, like, freaking out. She has her girlfriend in the car, and uh, I think Steve was just saying the cr- most oh, disrespectful, the sexist shit, yeah. shit to this girl. It was hilarious. It was so funny. Prime Steve like, will do it, Tom. He was, like, talking about, like, <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah, I know girls can't drive. I mean, you're a woman. Oh, like, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was... It was peak, peak Steve will do it. Man, we can't let you drive because you're a woman. A hundred percent. It was good, man. Um, it, it, that, that's what I was going to say, man. Recently, obviously, uh, it was so awesome to see, uh, the, obviously, the long way. Everybody, ever since the Full Send podcast launched, was waiting on you to go on there. So mm-hmm. it was dope to see you guys chat and kind of talk about 
um, the good old days and some of the early pranks that you guys had, and then they kind of you gave it a listen. Though? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, nice, I think nice. the day it dropped, uh, and then I watched the uh, the New York one where you guys were security guards. Oh yeah, yeah. Very. It just was like nostalgic. <laughs> I get a lot of people have hit me up since that video and been like, "Yeah, it was like the perfect." nostalgic thing to do together that like brought back like because a lot of people i think they they got brought into nook because of that coachella video we did mm-hmm. so it was like their like first fucking thing they seen so they were just stoked to see that yeah i but, just like i think that that's what i miss you guys i just miss that kind of content because it doesn't really exist anymore and i don't think kyle's focused on making that kind of shit anymore and so it was just dope to see, you know what I mean? Feeding off each other kind of. Yeah, yeah the fe- like, and yeah. he just, the, you know, like, I, 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 I just think some of you guys' pranks were just some of the best shit. Like, you guys would really, like, you know, whether it's you and, and uh, Steve, obviously Steve's face, I don't even think it'd be shown anywhere on YouTube from what I've heard, right? Not even his hand, man. It's fucking sad. Not yeah. even his hand. Apparently, I heard that, yeah, we somebody doing a podcast with him or something. And, and he'd like, be off camera? And, like... Or that's what it was. I think he did the Donald Trump one, or something happened, and his hand was in it, and they were like flagging it. And it was what like, what? Fuck? It's fucking bonkers, dude. That poor guy, man. Dude. I really feel bad for him because, like, I do too. He, he seems like such a sweet dude. Yeah, dude. And he was doing so much, like, look, he was doing some, like, pushing the limit type shit, but he also was giving away so much money to, like, random families. Like, I remember he had that random lady he was taking on the road with him everywhere, the black yeah. chick. Like, I always thought, I mean, I, I miss him on YouTube. I haven't checked him out on Rumble to see if the pranks or the uh, videos are still of of uh, the quality that they were. But it Yeah, is when sad. you're deplatformed, it's hard to, I don't know. Like, yeah. I think it was because it was his, like, audio, but then they were then like, oh, he's not in it, and then they said no. Like, I think they used, like, his hand being in it. I could be fucking wrong, but I remember hearing that somewhere, but... Well, um, how, how good did it feel for you to kind of uh, give the fans... Some transparency, you know, and and, oh, and so good. Yeah. I bet, right? Fucking, because it was a long time coming. I remember uh, we shot a video on the Sunday channel, like driving up to the house to go do it. Yeah, and uh, they were just feel, like flogging me, like the team. And I said this like thing, and it's so true. I was like, I'm so glad that this is the fucking full send podcast that we're gonna do, where we're like, we're cool, and we're like, like we're in good terms, me and Kyle, yeah. and like. Not that we're, we were in bad terms, but like it was definitely, we went through it was a big awkward. deal. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a fucking thing. And yeah. I didn't want it to be some fucking mess yeah. on the internet. Like you see a lot of people who are in this social media game. And mm-hmm. it's like, they almost ride it as like, oh, that's okay. It's like, like, yeah, like I don't want any like, of that We could shit. use this for views. Yeah. yeah. And neither of us, like even him, like we both were like, this is some business shit. We're going to figure this out. And then, I don't know, we did. And now we're cool. It's like, I mean, I think it's a mix of like reconnecting with him personally for me but reconnecting with the whole team shooting a prank again doing the podcast being able to like actually say how it is to all my audience mm-hmm. and their audience and our old fans and like dude it just feels like, like it literally felt like a weight off my back bet, it was like because like you know it's like drinking and lifestyle and friends and everything that i fixed in my life there was like that one thing that i was like needing to knock off the fucking list right and it just feels like done now yeah and i think it's cool too because now you guys can like i feel like you guys were purposely kind of like you know i I think kyle did a good job of not speaking too much on it and i think even i heard in an interview or somewhere he had said i don't really want to dive into it until yeah i talk with jesse on the podcast 100 yeah that's the fans deserve that you know what i mean i think it was that money buys happiness podcast he like yeah because i watched that and i was like 
oh fuck i guess this is where it's all coming out and then he was just like he's always just been respectful that yeah. way and i'm like that's why i've treated him the same way 100 percent. yeah i think it's dope just to see that man and like you said the fans get a little closure because you guys share fans i mean obviously you are when i think of elk boys i think of you and him that's mm-hmm. what i think of and steve to, you know to an extent and yeah. Salim, you know um but it's dope man um for you though like have you gotten the itch to like kind of you know maybe pop in our video here and there you know like yeah the he, so Kyle hit me up and was like after we shot that obviously like the fans were cool with it like everyone everyone liked it yeah and he was just like dude I'm just gonna let you know every time we're shooting a video what we're doing like and if you want to get down yeah pop into whatever you want so um yeah that's that's dope I haven't shot anything else right since that but because obviously I'm I'm like. Working pretty locked the, into a fucking schedule with what I'm building. The but new clothes. The new clothes. The new brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many things. I wouldn't even call it a clothing brand. It's just a brand. Yeah. You guys, it's a lot of things. I saw an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was sexy. Super crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The craziest Xbox I've ever seen. This shit, you, would you guys have to take it apart, paint it? Or did somebody do it for yeah, you? Yeah, I had to go through like a middleman company to buy the Xboxes and then... And then they did it? Design them ourselves and then we got them to like like do it to them but we're doing the same thing with uh because we have a 90s drop coming yeah. out and uh we're doing uh 10 game boy colors oh so it's kind of sick it's like game boy color but in our color it's yeah, gonna be sick. that's great um yeah so for you now you just kind of have the option whenever you want to film hey yeah i want to do the bigfoot thing or yeah yeah which is like i never didn't want to do pranks that's why i did shithole that's no, why yeah, i did I it it's like, when you were doing shithole you did some great shit like um you had the old man that I just saw at a random restaurant in the valley. Oh, Eaton Park in Burbank. I was there with my parents, and I saw that old dude who was like, "Oh, Gramps, yeah, 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 Gramps." And I was just like, "That's the dude." <laughs> well, he's like a straight up actor. Yeah, I, I, mean, I see him in tons of shit. Yeah, he's a great fucking actor. But yeah, no, I saw him, and I was like, "That's the fucking old man from the fucking uh, the, the the Jesse videos." Yeah, yeah. I mean, shithole was dope. I mean, for you at the moment documenting kind of the new what sunday is right the brand you've been putting so much into so much work into i told you off camera i was like it's crazy because i kind of feel like i've just been watching this thing since like incubation just Mm -hmm. come alive on youtube and now you're obviously having success you had the pop-up shop yeah um it feels like everything's just flying i mean you know you're dropping it sells out yeah um and uh for you like I guess what is your – you have so much going on. You train. You're, you're working out. You got the brand. You're shooting vlogs, content, all of that. What is kind of like your – like most of your energy going into – because you also eventually want to kind of help do stuff for other brands, right? Yeah. We're currently already doing that right now. Oh, dope. Just we uh, we slowed down at the start. Like the – like you were saying, you've seen like you. It feels like you like know Sunday from the start. You can right. like feel how the whole operation works. We got like I've said this before, but like that's why we got so much hate on it because it was like we were so transparent that we like didn't even know what the fucking company was. Like we yeah. were figuring it out, and people were seeing us figure it out. Which again, I think long term is paying off because now people are like, "Whoa!" Now I now I understand all yeah. the moving parts. But um, yeah, the the only thing with the working for other people and designing their shit is it is super complicated unless if you do if you do six out of ten things for that company and they commission you to do that but then they fuck up the other four mm-hmm. and it doesn't sell or it doesn't work and it's and not on they you wanna, yeah and they yeah, want to blame you for not working you. and you're like well you didn't know how to market or you yeah. didn't know how to 
you know, whatever it was. Whatever it is, yeah. So I think the key is coming in and in the future, it'll be like venture studio absorbing companies, like taking half their company small that we believe in and right. so that we and can help build them up. Yeah. And that we can do sense. everything for them. But yeah, like, like if you kind of become a partner and you, you make it vertical, like mm-hmm. fully vertical and don't do too many of them. Just like true. Yeah. Don't a, take on too a, much. Cause then yeah. you're going to, I mean, everything gets watered down if you're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it's crazy because I remember the way you were talking about like the blank and how important it was to find the right blank. Yeah. And like what, like, did you guys have to, because there's so many blanks out there. There's like Los Angeles Apparel and uh, uh, is LA Apparel the big thick one that I like? Pause. Super pause. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but like for you Kane's guys. Gilladin, all these yeah, yeah, all American that, right? Apparel. So like, how did you find the blank or did you create the blank? Create Everything's created. So everything we sell is completely custom, but it's, uh, I would say it. It's a Frankenstein of a bunch of different shirts. So, like for that T-shirt, it was like it has a little bit of an Acne Studios blank. It like that's where the boxy fit came. the The fabric was like some shirts that we liked, but it was also came down to just Tyler, who's part of our sourcing team. Yeah. who just he knows every single fabric. We go feel fabrics. Like we sampled that shirt like twelve times. So it just kept Frankensteining until we were like, this is the perfect shirt at a perfect price point. And it, do you go to China to feel fabrics? Just curious. I haven't yet. No, Feels he like he is our like connection to that. He's the so. he's, he's the guy who's got the Chinese plugs. Yeah, but that. we're also doing a lot of shit domestically too. We're trying to as much as we can. I mean, that's so. dope. Yeah, yeah, if you don't have to outsource and you can support some American companies, why wouldn't you? No, hundred percent. Or can, North American companies, because shout out to Canada. Yeah, we're all in this together. You know, and Mexico. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. No, it's so it's just dope to see, man. For you, like, uh, have you felt? Because I, I can only imagine when you're a part of something so big like you were and you, you voluntarily walk away mm-hmm. um, while trying to build your own shit. There has to be some time, whether it's subconscious or not, and, and I, I don't really take you as the type of person to like second guess yourself, but you can't help but be like a, a normal human being who goes through normal human emotions. Was there ever any point in time where you you know, either one second guest leaving Nelk or two, um, did you feel like it was just a, a really hard uphill battle to try to get over kind of being Jesse from the Nelk boys as opposed to being Jesse from shithole, Jesse from Sunday? Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of two big parts. Obviously it was like such a long thing to do. So it wasn't, I did have, I obviously had the feeling of like, should I do this? Should I not? Because it went on for two years. You know what I mean? So why yeah, it and, did happen. And while that break happened, this happy dad thing's going fucking bonkers. Yeah. And you, you owned a piece of happy dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're obviously, I mean, happy dad is fucking everywhere. It almost feels like it's like bigger than anything now that those yeah. guys are a part of. So I can only imagine like, like you said, like you're, you're kind of like, damn, like, like, I think that's just a human nature thing to just be like, is, I mean, not to say necessarily second guessing yourself, but definitely like kind of assessing what's going on. Like, did I make the right move? And obviously you're in the middle of negotiating a buyout, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much I can talk on it, but that like happy dad, full send, now everything that was happening in that time, everything was being negotiated. So it was like, there was a point where it was like, is this like 
leaving everything or is this leaving some or what does this deal look like and fucking so right. that's why it was so big right yeah, so obviously happy dad's massive it's like massive. and i think yeah walking around walking away with happy dad is massive and secure for me so wait do you still own a piece of happy dad yeah yeah Land out. yeah we're we're sleeping good now we're good so well I know who to ask to borrow uh, money for uh, any sort of clothing venture or venture in general, or if I want to go get tugged off somewhere. I've said, Jesse, oh, cash at me, hey, you got it, bud. That's crazy. You're- There's a podcast clip of me talking about that already where I like said about, I don't know, it like went viral as yeah. it's like, you know, viral, like a couple million views, but of me talking about how I sold the company, but I kept Happy Dad. And it was so funny how that was connected to so many people that I could tell saw that. And called me and started pitching me all their ventures. And I'm like, I'm not that rich, bro. Like, chill yeah, out. Also, like, like, dude, fuck off. Like, yeah. That like, too. I know you saw the YouTube short and all, but, like, you know, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Like, everyone wants to go for lunch all of a sudden. You're like, Are what? you pretty, like, involved? Or are you just kind of... No. Completely disconnected. Just just, just, just get your check. Yeah. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, it's funny that you're, you don't drink anymore, but you own... One of the biggest seltzer brands in the world. It's wild. And then I've never tried it. That's fucking even more wild. Yo. I know. It's, it's That's wild. wild. Because you had already left. Because I remember watching them go and do the tasting and you weren't there. Yeah. Wow. I know. Sick. <laughs> That's so it's sick. fucking weird. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I, I, I own something I've never tried. So you're like, yo, that's crazy. Have you had any... And, you know, like, I think that you you spoke about it. I don't think you ever were, like, the type of alcoholic in which, like, my uncle or some of my family members are, where, like, you're, like, physically dependent on alcohol to get through your day. And if you yeah. were to get off of it, you'd go through withdrawals and maybe end up in the hospital. But you were drinking a lot. You were partying a lot. It was your lifestyle. Have you gotten to any sort of point where you were vulnerable, where you thought about having a drink at all? Yeah, definitely not, but not in a negative way. More right, like, I'm not uh, saying, that's why I didn't want yeah. like people to think you're like relapsing because I don't think that like I don't look at you as like the guy who's like I'm sober three years, bro. Like I got my chip, I'm going to yeah. meetings. I don't even say sober anymore because I mean, drink. there's also you just like don't drink. I just don't drink. Yeah. yeah, and and honestly, I literally only did it because my mom said to me one time she was like, "You don't want to be the guy that can't have a beer," and True. I knew that it was more of a lifestyle change. Yeah. I just had to get out of that lifestyle where that was a part of my fucking job every day. And I think that I've accomplished that and I've, I feel healthier and all this shit. So it's been crossing my mind. Um, just like how long am I, it's, it's weird. It's like, it's such a streak now that it's like weird to break that seal. Like, and to be honest, I'm, I'm yeah. a little worried about how it'll make me feel like, cause the last time I had like a couple drinks, I like made my head all fucked up. I fucking, I don't know. It screwed me up. So like the very last time I drank, so I don't know. It actually like scares me a bit to have a drink, but maybe that's good. I you, don't know. You, do you miss like beer the most? Honestly, maybe a cold beer, but maybe it's just like going out for dinner and yeah, having a glass of wine, feeling a little loose. Yeah, like a little like social drink, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess if you were gonna break the streak, you should break it for the company that you're part owner of. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely have a happy dad. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> the best flavor, by the way, fruit punch, and really? I don't even think it's close. I think it's fruit punch, and then I think it's the death road grape. I heard a lot of people saying that grape one's great. And then it's probably, I'm not going to lie, the first like pack that dropped, I think I only liked one of them. Really? I think I only like. I haven't had the banana one, but I do love fruit punch is fire. 
Really? Yeah, fruit punch. If you're going to break the streak, you got to go fruit punch. I got to send you a case here, man. I didn't know you drink it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get you some. My, uh, you know, I opened a nightclub in Scottsdale, and uh, really? we, we carry Happy Dad. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's a hip-hop club, obviously. It's, it's, it's not like the Scottsdale spots you guys usually go to that have Happy Dad, but we are cracking. We just had the baby. We just had Sexy Red. We just, I mean, it's, it's lit, but we do have Happy Dad. We carry Happy Dad. So I've okay. tried them all. But we, well, I think we keep the grape in stock, the grape and uh, fruit punch. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how many fucking stores and clubs and locations. Dude, it's crazy because it's everywhere. Because, I mean, I'm sure, as you know, like, when you guys, for, I mean, and you weren't necessarily heavily involved, but, you know, it is your company, part of it. Mm-hmm. And when Happy Dad first dropped, it was like a real mission to find it. Yeah. Like. If you found, I remember the liquor store would be like, dude, we can't, like, we'll get, like, 20 cases in, and they sell, like, right away to, like, one guy. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck? I'm sure that was all designed by Kyle. Like, that's where he's a genius. Like, he just created the demand right away. Yeah. Made it limitless. It's almost like a drop-style alcohol. Well, that's what they were doing. Yeah. Where it'd be like, hey, this location in Orange County is getting- thousand kids outside of there. Not kids, but- 21-year-olds, 21 man. 21-year-olds, of course. I'm going to have to be annoying and take a piss real quick. Go take a piss. I you want to walk them over to take a piss? Sorry about that, man. No, you're good. Yo, what up, guys? We got to stop the interview to tell you about our folks at my bookie. It's winning season right now. NFL, we're in the thick of it. I've been doing really good on my NFL bets, by the way. Plus, NBA, officially back. We got playoff baseball. It's going crazy, especially if you like to throw down some of that money and do a little gambling. You got to head over to my bookie. Uh, this was dope about my boogie. It doesn't matter if your team sucks. My team, the Cardinals, they're trash. Don't matter. I'm still winning on Sundays, baby. All right. At my boogie. All right. You can use my boogie for your daily odd boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of the crazy huge prize pool contest. Plus, right now, my bookie has a no strings attached. That's the important thing. No strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. That's free cash. No strings attached. Deposit, take it out, and then go about your day. Or get in on some of this NFL and NBA action, baby, all right? Just use the promo code BOOTLEG when you sign up. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code BOOTLEG on your first deposit, and you'll receive up to $200 in cash. What are we talking about? No strings attached. What? MyBookie, use the promo code BOOTLEG, all right? Maybe you want to gamble on some NFL. Maybe you want to get in on some of this early NBA action. Maybe you want to get in on some of this playoff baseball. It's really on you. Use the promo code BOOTLEG and receive up to $200 in cash. That's right. Try MyBookie right now. Use that promo code BOOTLEG, and you can grab... um, How about this, man? There's some crazy odds going on, and I like this one. Because what you can do is you can throw down on a potential Super Bowl front runner and uh, plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs on the Super Bowl, plus 38,000. If you put $100, you win $38,000. You're not going to get those odds anywhere. MyBookie.ag, use the promo code bootleg right now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Only with my bookie. Plus, we got to give a big shout out to our family at King Palm. Man, we love King Palm over here on the Bootleg Cap Podcast. This is what's great about King Palm. First of all, it's all about that organic, no tobacco leaf. This thing right here is a boy. Look at that. Sure, sure, sure. That's just a leaf right there. 
King Palm, they got everything you need, man. They got these cones with the squeeze and pop, terpenes in them, the flavors. This right here is the, uh, the dragon fruit. We got the grape HD, the watermelon wave, so many flavors. What's dope about King Palm, if you're in whatever city you're in, you could find King Palm at your local smoke shop, your local 7-Eleven, all right? I'm telling you, King Palm, you're not going to ever, ever experience a more cleaner, more natural more of just great way to smoke what you're smoking, all right? You stuff one of these boys up with some flour, uh, and, and you just, you're off to the races. I'm telling you, you hit the tip, you get hit with that flavor, and it's, man, it's nothing like it. The squeeze and pop on King Palm is insane, all right? And they got all size cones, all right? So go to King Palm, man, organic tobacco-free leaves of all sizes. Like, this is a, this is a, this is, look, look, look we're talking about all sizes here. What are we talking about? What are we talking about here, boys? All right, go to kingpalm.com right now. You go order whatever you want, man. They got accessories. They got trays. They got grinders. They got ashtrays. They got, damn, all kind of flavors of their leaves. Everything. 50% off when you use the promo code bootleg. That's 50% off. Order whatever you want at kingpalm.com. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah. All right, we're back. All right. My bad. Where the were piss we? has commenced. Mm-hmm. This has commenced. Um... Yeah, uh, I, I think like I think we were talking a little bit just kind of about like the process. Um, obviously, uh, shout out to Happy Dad. If you were to have a drink, we'd establish that it would be a Happy Dad. You yeah. got to try your own shit. Hundred um, percent. How like I always wonder when you own a company like that because like I'm part owner of a nightclub. I have certain like ways I get paid out. Do you get paid out quarterly? Do you get paid out yearly? Is it biannually? Like I think it's uh, yearly, but. It's mostly, I don't even know how that all, fuck, I haven't dove into it too much, but it's more of just like, that shit sells one day, fucking, that's more Which I'm that. sure it will. Yeah. That's yeah, no, you're banking on the sell, because the sell's got to be coming eventually, yeah. even if it's like not anytime soon, like, yeah. it feels like, like, the goal if you're like an up and coming alcohol company is to get it super popping, and then sell to like a Bacardi or like one of these big dogs that yeah. Anheuser-Busch or something and just cash the fuck out. I have a feeling that that was the the motion. I don't want to speak for anyone, but I think they're seeing how well of a job they're doing it, and they're like, maybe this is a ten year plan. Maybe this yeah. is a, like they're gonna go for it. They're gonna try to be like yeah. Budweiser or like. I get it. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, or white white. What's it? What's the other one? White claw, white claw. Right? Yeah. What's yeah? I mean, they have taken that market share for 100%. sure, man. Um, for you, man, tell me like. Uh, what are you? What are your relationships like? Like, how often do you talk with a guy like Steve these days? Pretty slim with Steve. He uh, he'll text me or DM me like a sentence every once in a while, and then I'll be like, like something just out out of the box, random, and then I'll hit him back and be like, "What's up, buddy?" And then not much. like when he got like deplatformed, do you like feel inclined to like reach out and like see if he's okay? Because I feel like yeah, for sure. As someone with a YouTube channel. And I see certain people's channels just getting demonetized or deleted. I would like, I don't even know what I would do, man. Like, yeah, it'd be, it'd be heartbreaking. Well, for him, it's like it's not even because of financial, really. I think it's more just he loved, like, dude, he he literally did love doing that. Like, he loves doing shit for people and giving to people. And I think that the show that he was doing gave him a purpose to keep doing that. And I think he just loved being a YouTuber and a creator. Like, and I'm sure that. That's that's a toll, man. When someone takes that away from you, it fucking sucks. So I do for feel sure. for him, man. For sure, man. Definitely sucks. Um, talk to me about for you, like the Sunday thing. What mm-hmm. is the what? How did? Because 
there had to be a few names in the running for your new brand. Mm-hmm. Give me kind of a few of the other names that almost made it, and why did you end up kind of landing on Sunday? Other names? I honestly don't think there was. There like wasn't sh- anything that, that, that you were like, you know what, let's put that on the whiteboard because I like it. Let's just put it down there just because I want to see it. Well, it starts with Bloody Sunday, okay. which I've had for a while. It's also got my own little personal meaning that I don't make public, but the like, then it just, it's kind of like when they, I think it was like Facebook was called like the Facebook and then they like slimmed it up. So like Bloody Sunday being the streetwear brand, which started as shoes that I worked on for like five years, just in, just as a hobby. I just was well, making, and like you had dropped backpacks like a, what, yeah, a, year, a year and a half ago. There was just like real high end, yeah. like looking, I was just, I just like making shit. Right. So I was just making shit for the homies. But um, Sunday, it just, it really hit me that one time with like, I don't know if I've already explained this or if you know this already, but the whole idea of, I like to look at life as like chapters a bit right. and S- Sunday is like this chapter that I'm on and it kind of felt like Nelk was a Friday night, the vibe of a Friday night. Yeah. Saturday was full send. It's yeah. like, keep going. And then Sunday was like, everything you just think and feel when you think of Sunday is like what we represent and what I represent and what I'm trying to build it into is just like that re- like relaxing, but it's like a little, um, like a tempo down, you know what I mean? But it's also like, I don't know. I'm going to butcher explaining this, but it's just, I know it's like, I know what it means to me and it just, it, I know it makes sense. Well, you guys like really mastered somehow the culture that you created and turning it into like an exclusive brand that was kind of like a supreme, if you will, mm-hmm. when certain drops were like, I think you guys would drop with uh, full send. Was it every month? Almost. Yeah. Monthly. It was like a monthly drop. And yeah. I, and, and like, I am, I'm, I'm assuming that you guys had opportunities to make it not so exclusive and ended up in a Tilly's or a zoomies or yeah. something. And I'm assuming you guys probably were smart enough to be like, no, we, we like yeah. what we're doing. It keeps our brand super exclusive. We don't want to hoard it out. Yeah. Um, for you, is that something you want to kind of carry over with Sunday? Like, because it feels super exclusive. Like, it's almost like this is going to get made. And if you don't get it, you're never going to get it because it's not getting yeah. made ever again. 100%. That's, that's the only business model I know for creating brands and what I'm good at. But I also, I do, I don't want to create something that's also like 15 year old me can't be a part of because I miss the drop or it's too expensive. So I'm keeping that in mind. And that's where, there's a lot of different lanes that we're building out that like, that's why I think it's like so smart with Sunday being the catalog dropping in the color. Mm-hmm. And then that, that enters that piece into the catalog. It, it, like now we can use that to design for years going forward. Yeah. But the idea that that drops in the green and that's Sunday, and that's always the most limited. It like, it happened with our last drop every Sunday skew sold out in like a minute under right. a minute. And I think that then Sunday can kind of become that, that you know special limited never happens again bloody sunday can be just as special but a little easier to get a little easier to get and and then it's not like out yet but i've been working in the background for i'm trying to make up another brand that's like a sister brand that's in the company same culture same designers everything but it isn't uh it's a little inexpensive it's like and i'm working on it with um possibly like a Tilly's or a Zoomies. And oh, it so is that would be, be something... Yeah, but it's a brand yeah. for it. It's called...
And it's, it, we were literally, because we were talking, we were like, what about can't afford this? What about can't? And we were like, like the everyday kid that I was going to sit at the skate shop. And I'm like, I want to create a brand that's just as cool and you can feel a part of the party. But it's not about always just like selling out and limited and, you know, high margins. It's just, it's like everyday brand for, but still as the culture of what we are, you know? Yeah. And like you, you're very good at like creating a, like that's why I said earlier, it's not, not it's not a clothing brand because you you've always been really good at just kind of just having just shit. Like if you want a fucking flag or you want, I mean, what is this a lanyard? Yeah, like a lanyard. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. always have to be like hats and shirts and shit. Like no, it kind of like. You, well, that's what fascinates me though. Like I love how finding new shit. Like do, what if we yeah. did our version of this? Like, why can't we make our own mics? Why can't we make our, like, how, when you find out that, like, how that shit's made, what is the minimum order? Like, what can you customize on this? That's why the Sunday brand's so fun, because everything has to be in the color. Yeah. So when you look at, like, a mic like this, there's, like, like how styrofoam, do we take this apart? wood, yeah. steel, how, yeah, yeah. like, then, oh, if you want to change the steel, you got to hit 10,000 MOQ. It's, like, fucking, I don't know. I find all that, the logistics of it, super interesting. Damn. But... I don't know if I answered anything you asked. No, that sounds but. great. No, I, I just I, I just feel like it's dope to kind of, because like you've done such a good job of like building brands. You know, obviously I, I give you a lot of credit and Kyle a lot of credit for the Nelk shit, but I feel like just the clothing shit I knew when you had initially, quote unquote, broken off from filming, it was to focus on the clothing yeah. side and building out the, the the merch more and shit. So I know that it's very, you know. I think that's what flicked a bell for me is when that happened and. Because I got to remember that when I was a kid, that's where it all started. It was skateboarding, filming skateboarding, and creating clothing. Like, I was a kid selling clothes out of my locker, trying to make that work, and I just always loved it. And I think that just made me realize if at a point in my life I was unhappy, I'm like, this shit makes me happy. I want to, I, like, I could wake up every day and just work on, like, designing clothes and making products yeah. and no, I think the and, marketing of it. Right. Like, that's kind of like the everyone's dream. Can I wake up every day and do what makes me happy? and and exactly. get paid for it and it, beca- it it's silly to be like financially secure and then not do that that's right. where i like that was my uh my tipping point of just like what am i doing like um so sh- one, one of my favorite parts of uh the the nelk era was when your dad pat would be in in the videos because i yeah. just think he's fucking sick he just seems like a sick hang out I, I met him a couple of times i met him when you were in the studio with caskey yeah um how involved do you have him involved? I mean, you said he was just out here for a few weeks. Is he involved with anything with the brand, or you know, is he just dead at this point? Like, just just character, I think. Yeah, like for one, I mean, I just bought a home, so it's been cool to have him down. And like, I'm trying to make a real effort of how important that's going to be just being able to like work on my first house. And it's a fixer upper, so just like <sighs> great. I used to do that when I was a kid with him, and I know that uh, so he's like a contractor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, we're like he's like a handy he manish. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll. The only problem with him is he's gonna find like the cheapest way to do everything. Shout out, yeah, that sounds like me. And I'm not trying to lose value on that home, so I'm like, I'm trying to always push him. I'm like, nah, man. Like, yeah, no, we just do this the right way, Dad. Yes, yeah, do it the right way. Like, you know what I mean? things are good right now. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to cut corners. But I definitely am carrying over the character when it comes to like the Sunday show and what we're doing, and I mean. I think I, we found that with Nelk is just the the father son comedy. And Dude, it's father son being my dad being a father figure to like Nelk. Everybody was what was so funny and also just like good for those guys. Like they've came to me and him numerous times when we were on those trips and was like, I don't know whether it was like 
some don't talk to their dad a lot or right. have a close relationship. It's just like, it's good. I mean, I even get a lot of comments about that whenever they see like footage of me and my dad. And it's honestly like, dude, it's like the saddest shit when someone says like, I don't, I never got, I don't get to do that with my dad. Damn. So I look forward to those so clips. To watch and, those. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's like, you want to hit on my fucking heartstrings. That's like, dude, that's fucking, I don't know. That makes me want to shoot more content with him. If it's like, I love his IG man, especially when he's like in his little fold up chair, he's in the garage. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Anytime I try to produce his shit, yeah. it's horrible. When I just say, do what you do, here's your, you have yeah. to work your phone. It always works, huh? Yeah. And he'll just, he just makes like a Peaky Blinders set. I don't know if you saw that one. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Peaky Blinders is, no one's even talking about it. It happened 10 years ago. Yeah, it's just, over. It's over. I had a little research. It's going to hit Netflix, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But he watched it that week. So he's like, Peaky Blinders set. It's crazy because I'm, I'm sure you probably have heard from fans of what you did prior you had to have heard from some people like did you inspire anybody to quit drinking at all like, yeah that was a, especially near the the start of it all i was having people like come up to me and dude like the saddest one when i was in hermosa beach and this it's not sad it's just this shit always hits me but like this mother came up to me and was yeah same whole story just like her son was relapsing like a bunch and um that he's been sober for x amount of months because of you and fucking it's just like and that's around the time where i was going through a lot of shit and like you said like am i making the right decision and i remember i just like that's all i needed i was like yep i'm doing the right thing right now like yeah, not saying there's anything even wrong if you with just drinking, that one kid though that's dude, crazy yeah. like you said not that there's any problem with drinking but i do think that like at the end of the day it is it is a behavior that if you let it get out of hand it, it will negatively affect your life yeah it could it could make you get a DUI that you shouldn't have got. It can make you make a decision. 100%. I mean, everyone's one decision away from fucking their whole entire life up at any yeah. given time, right? So it's like that, that your ability to make that fucked up decision is however much more likely because you're intoxicated, right? Yeah. So it's like... That's where the anxiety comes from because it's the like... Yeah, like I, I get it. I'm sober now and I think it's just a tick that I've brought over, but I fucking... The idea of... Oh, crashing my car or doing like, it's just like one second you could ruin your fucking life. And I just, I think that if you are living that lifestyle, there's nothing wrong with drinking, but if you're deep into it where you're fucking doing it every day or you're blacking out a lot, dude, like you slip up once. It's just, yeah. Because when you like, we've all had those nights or those friends where you black out drunk and you literally say, I don't know what happened last night. Imagine not knowing what happened the entire night and day prior because you were so fucked up. You could have did anything. That was my problem. I was a blackout drunk. Like I never. I don't know if I was really an alcoholic. I was a fucking just like, I was a life of the party. So I, if I was gonna drink, I would just drink. And how yeah. how um, it's 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 interesting to just kind of see how the world has turned in the last three years in terms of like just everything. Obviously, uh, COVID was crazy, but you guys, I want to say the tail end of what before you had kind of stepped away was those early covid videos yeah yeah which were great because vicariously living in la watching you guys party in like the ozarks or wherever the yeah. fuck you guys were was sick <laughs> how like were the were those like was that, i mean that had to be a stressful time to shoot because oh yeah we don't know all the information everyone's freaking freaking the fuck out i mean i think fast forward to now we probably have all come to the conclusion that everything's all right and if you get covid Chances are you'll be okay. Yeah. If you're healthy. It's probably a cold. We're fine. Right. Yeah. But at that time, it's like peak hysteria. 
like early peak hysteria. Oh yeah, and you guys are hitting the road, <laughs> doing yeah. these, just these weekend, fucking just yeah. insane binges. Um, There's only so many lecture videos you can do, and like we were doing a lot of like you guys Zoom are doing a lot of the, the popping in on the zooms. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So, so like, what, what what was it like hitting the road during that time? Where was everyone freaked out? Like worried about catching COVID or didn't? I don't think so. I mean, we had a massive team, so it was we were still taking like. I would love to know what we spent on just testing and like right because everybody like, had to test. Yeah, we were testing all the time. And the early and, tests were expensive. Oh yeah, it was crazy. You couldn't but, go to Walgreens and get a test. Yeah, but if we had to keep the company aff- going. It kind of reminds me of like UFC and what they did. They were like the one organization that was like, we're not going to just like say fuck the rules, but we're going to like find a way to make this work because I'm running a company. WWE and, did that too. Yeah, did they? Yeah, yeah they had like a. They had a, it was kind of corny. Like WrestleMania during the pandemic was like a ring surrounded by a bunch of screens of fans watching on Zoom. Oh, so it looked like real fans in the. Kind of. I mean, it just looked like thousands of people sitting in their chair on their webcam. So it kind of, but there was no noise. So there's no crowd noise or anything. Oh, fuck. So, so it's like quiet people just hitting the mat. And then you just see like people like react like yeah. a half a second late. You know, because it's like not everybody's got the yeah. best internet out there. And that must have been weird for UFC when they were doing it in Vegas a lot. Yeah. Like, imagine you're used to massive crowds reacting and it's just and it's quiet. Dead quiet. You can hear the other coach. You can hear your It almost kind of like, feels like it could fuck your whole, like. Oh, yeah. If you're like used to fighting that, like with the noise and shit, and it's just dead quiet, like, and you could hear everything. Like, you could hear the yeah. commentators and shit. Like, it's a little too. S- I don't want to say serious, but I mean, when we spar, we spar every Friday and like you got tunes on, there's people right. like, it's like, it's a vibe. I couldn't imagine just dead quiet, two people trying to kill each other. In a what in a is, uh, are you doing jujitsu? Um, mostly just striking. So okay. kickboxing, boxing, like Muay Thai type wrestling. shit or just whatever, just um, mixed yeah, striking. Muay Thai definitely. Yeah. Like it's like very useful style, but the, I really want to start doing a little bit more, um, ground game and just maybe even a day a week jiu-jitsu yeah uh my boy so i i train in the morning i don't do jiu-jitsu but i train i work out with my guy s dot at a jiu-jitsu gym oh nice and so i just don't know if i could roll around with another grown man in some of those compromising positions no one talks about how it's pretty gross too like like, you're covered in sweat and you're sweating and there's staff infection there's dude that's all that's part of that culture ringworm yep and Someone comes in, they got a Band-Aid on their neck, and you're like, oh, cool. Like, Yeah, and yeah, it's like, it's you know, like, uh, dudes will sweat in your mouth. <laughs> like, unfortunately, it's, like, unavoidable, Well, right? jiu-jitsu gyms, it's normally, like, 20 dudes, 10 people, you know, yeah. s- like, I don't know if they call it sparring no, in jiu-jitsu. Ro- they, I but think they call it rolling. Or rolling, yeah. yeah. And But then they'll go, okay, and switch partners. So now you're just, like, covered in sweat on a sweaty From mat. Like all... And you're all, just, everyone's sweat is cross-pollinated. It's, yeah, it's gnarly. You have so to buy like special soap to like, it's like, I forget what it's called, but it's almost like you're, you're very dependent on a lot of people to be taking care of their hygiene at a high level. hundred percent. And the chances of that being the case are very slim Yeah, because people are dirty as fuck. I recommend just finding a, your cool group of people that you love and training with them. Yeah, That's like, what I do. Like this morning, uh, one of the guys who's the main coach is at, it's a place called Legacy in Burbank. He always comes in and talks shit to me because he says I look like some fucking bald fighter. I don't know. <laughs> and so I went to go back and talk shit to him. But he was rolling and he had this dude on top of him with his legs open. And I was just like, 
Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. Like, yeah. Just, I get the striking. I get the, the Muay Thai, the yeah. fighting, you know. But jujitsu is just it's a special kind of dedication. Well, isn't it weird that hobbies and sports have to feel cool for you to be interested? Like in a weird way? Like I yeah. skated my whole life, but I wonder if how much percent of that was because I, skateboarding felt cool. It, right. like, it, was, it was during that era. It was like, it was the shit. Yeah. And I think that Tony striking and boxing feels cool. Like I don't. It's a cool thing right now, for sure. I feel like, and, and that, you're right. Like I kind of feel like MMA, like even my kid who just turned 18 asked me, he's like, he's a big UFC fan. He was just like, hey, uh, you know, can you see how much it would cost to put me in? Because he plays basketball and stuff, but he wants to do uh, jujitsu. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all for it because I know it. You know, with any sort of martial arts, there's a certain level of discipline that comes with it and camaraderie, and it's good for you. You know, for you, like you don't necessarily like. Do you do you have like a? I wouldn't say a sensei, but do you have like like do you train like to like level up in belts, or are you just kind of doing it strictly as like a passive hobby? Like we spar, we hang out, like I work. Just on a, I have a coach and stuff, okay. but it's yeah. There's no belts in what I'm doing or anything, but. uh yeah, there's no real goal. I just love it. I'm only two years in, but yeah. Are you skating more? Or yeah, trying to. I took a little break there, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to make like a, at least like two days a week. I mean, I have a fucking ramp at my right. warehouse. I've like, seen, yeah. use it. You know, like, dude. I don't know if you've been to a Zoomies recently, but I went, and they have the fucking OG Osiruses in there. Oh, the big chunky ones. The big chunky Osiruses, the D3s. They're in there, and they have like, and they're making a comeback. All like the ES shoes, like they have like, yeah. Muska like, just dropped one. With I'm ES. like, yo, this is the same fucking shit. Like they're just redraw. It's almost like vintage Jordans. Yeah, like they're retroing all these skate shoes from like when I was in high school and in middle yeah. school, and it's just crazy to see because like even some of the like Balenciagas, which I think are fucking gross, but even like some of those high end brands, they're just stealing like what these yeah. skate brands are doing in the fucking late. 90s early 2000s well i think it's dumb on there like i've seen all the designer brands drop their 1200 basically osiris yes. and d3s but like they don't if they think they're gonna grab the poorer skate culture market by doing that those guys are like no like they're, i don't know i think it's just a dumb it's like maybe the people that want to bite on that skate culture will wear them but no skaters buying an 1100 pair of knockoff heavy they're like bricks too they're i've bricks. tried putting them on and they're fucking like they're almost like so what heavy. am i supposed to do with these like yeah yeah no shoes are weird when you get into high end like they actually become uncomfortable they're fucking i don't know like they they still like these i wear these a lot these are saint laurent yeah but they're the simplest mm-hmm. like designer shoe i could find that yeah, feels like, like vans like a nice vans yeah. you know what i mean they're nice van yeah but they still scuff the same that right. I would rather have a brand new pair of Vans every month than having one of these scuffed sure. up in a month for, for a sure. year. You know for what sure, I mean? For sure. Yeah, I haven't yet. I don't have any designer shoes. I only have Jordans and Dunks and Vans. That's Stay that it. way. They're, That's they're fucking. About it. I've tried to dabble in them when I was building that. Like I was making my own shoe, and I just I bought every that, single pair. I, you know what's crazy is it, it how how truly impossible it feels to start a new shoe company. Oh, that's insane. It's almost like an impenetrable market that it's yeah. like almost impossible to get a market share to make it worth all of the while and all of the overhead because shoes are not like there's t-shirt brands that print to order, right? Yeah. You can't do that with a shoe. Yeah. So no matter what, you're sitting on a size run 
Yeah. So, if, and I've seen friends of mine who have started independent shoe companies that are fucking awful, and they just eat shit on it because it's like, dude, you had to print out, how, you had to get however many pairs of these shoes made. Dude, I know everything about this. It's there's a reason why there's like six companies controlling the whole market. It's fucking like a mold is five to fifteen thousand dollars per size. So you go in and you got 13 sizes, you got half sizes, like you can do the math. Like if you don't have half a million dollars to... You're not even in the game to even like try. And then where if they don't hit, like it's the whole thing. So, but we've like, there's nothing really public about what we were doing, but dude, we've like, we're almost going, uh, it's nothing visually looking like a croc, but the croc business model is kind of what we're, we're seeing something. There's something there. We're trying to make like the next... Like what in ten years will be the next Vans or Air Force One? The well, simple everyday man. Well, shoe. I was gonna say it's funny because like uh, any of the new shoes that have spiked up have been. Have you seen those like bubble slides? Oh yeah, They're yeah. Like super cheap on Amazon. My yeah. kid has like nine pairs of them because he sees them on YouTube and TikTok. And yeah, so that's the most inexpensive basic. Yeah. Same thing with a Croc. Yeah. Like it's inexpensive basic. If like if you're gonna try to compete with like Jordan, like good luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not going to be easy. Yo, we got to stop the interview again and tell you about our folks at Odd Socks, baby. That's right. Shout out to Odd Socks, man. The most comfortable socks in the world. They've been riding with us since day one. Um, and let me tell you something, man. Christmas time is is really sneaking up. Um, OddSocksOfficial.com. Use the promo code bootleg. Save 20% off at checkout. They got the crazy licenses. Check out these Naruto socks. Fucking fire. Little SpongeBob socks. You know what I'm saying? How about this? How about the How High Movie Socks? They got the WWE. They got the motherfucking Cheeto Socks. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the motherfucking Cheeto Socks. They just dropped their Monopoly line, too. I'm waiting for them to send them to me. Ahmad, send me the Monopoly shit, buddy. All right? Also, the Odd Socks Basics. These are my favorites. They're just normal, just, you know, the most comfortable socks you've ever put on your feet is really what they are. Uh, get them black, white, red, fucking tie-dye, whatever you're into. And they got the underwear, baby. Little Reese's boys. Let's go. Oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code bootleg. They got South Park underwear, too. All the licenses, WWE, Scarface, Breaking Bad, South Park, Power Rangers, Monopoly, Coca-Cola. They got it all. Use uh, that promo code bootleg and save 20% off at checkout. Also, want to give a shout-out to our sponsor. Uh, much love to our good folks. At Blue Chew. That's right. We talk about it all the time on the podcast. When you go to bluechew.com right now, you can get your first month for free. A lot of people ask, well, what is Blue Chew and does it work? Well, Blue Chew, it has the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. The only difference is you don't have to go to the doctor. It's all online. You go to bluechew.com, you get your shit handled over there, and then they get you handled by sending you a month for free when you use the promo code bootleg. BlueChew.com, promo code bootleg. Try out Blue Chew. It'll have your uh, your dick harder than it's ever been. It's like trigonometry in high school, real hard. You know, if you're dealing with any sort of erectile dysfunction, uh, Blue Chew will have you right. Like I said, same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis minus the awkward doctor's appointment. Everything's online. And if you're asking, well, I don't know, man. I just don't know. Try it out for free for a month. They'll send you a month's supply for free right to your doorstep in discreet packaging, blue chewable form. It's in a little, it's a little chewable, man. You take that thing down and then you go to Pound Town. Take your shorty to Pound Town, goddammit. BlueChew.com. Use that promo code bootleg. Try it for free for a month. Let's get back to the interview. 
I think it's about simplicity for sure. Price point and yeah, it really and trying wearability to, too. Because people yeah. start new shoe companies and they try to do too much. That's what I was going to bring up is everyone I know that starts their own shoe company does way too much and they try to be different. And then everyone just, they're, even if they do pop, they're cool for a fucking month and then no one cares and you're stuck with a bunch of molds. And it's like, I think you got to like simplify it, but be unique. Like what is actually missing in this, in the shoe industry? You know what I mean? So a hundred percent. And any, with any industry, I think people should ask themselves that question. You know what I'm saying? So hundred percent. I'm definitely going to send you one of the samples coming. Cause I want to see, okay. I need some opinions from all different cultures of shit. Let me know, man. I will, I will, I will wear a 12, a 12. I'm a 12. Got you. Depends on if they're the Asian sizes. Cause if you ever get bootleg shoes. Oh really? They got the Chinese size, the Chinese size. That's, this is not, this is an they're actual size thing. 17. No, no, they're smaller. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, like if you get like a Chinese extra large, it's like a medium. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like if you're like a fat fuck yeah. and you want to wear fake Gucci, good luck. <laughs> you're, they're, not, they don't, they're not making Chinese 5XL. Oh, so if you see a fat person wearing Gucci, you, and know, they're they, you know they squeezed in and out. you're like, they didn't make that shirt that big. <laughs> they didn't make that shirt that big. That's another thing. Like I saw my boy Glasses Maloney. He was doing this interview. And he was talking about Rick Ross, who's a big guy. Yeah. And he was like, and this is before Rick Ross lost all his weight. But he pointed out, he was like, fam, everyone's wearing fake shit. Louis don't even make the shirt in the size Rick Ross wears. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't make it. Like, they're not making it just for him. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah. Which is crazy. Um, I was going to say for you, man, like, talk about, you know, I think it's important for people to find things that they can gravitate to that kind of, you know, I guess double as a form of therapy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, obviously you're, you're, you're sparring, you're doing your MMA shit, you skate um, stuff that is obviously away from work. Cause you're, I'm sure you're a workaholic. I'm a workaholic. We, we both bust our ass. Yeah. But like for you talk about the therapeutic, like um, release that you get from like some of the hobbies that you've picked up. And, you know, obviously we've seen, Probably, I mean, it's all of it. Fucking running's a big one, but running sucks, dude. Until you get into it, I fucking hated running. I hated runners. I thought the whole thing was so lame. I I think I'm a skater. I'm short. I'm built like a cylinder block. Like, dude, you're running. Like, like, go do something fun. Why do you have Brooks shoes on? Yeah, and oh, speaking of that, my first like three months of getting into running, I wore Vans yeah. until my fucking knees and hips and everything started like fucking. You were wearing up. Vans? I ran in Vans. What? Even right now, I think I'm running in a basketball shoe. I like, I don't know. I just like. I know people like to lift weights. Can't wear in a Vans. running shoe. You can't wear a running shoe. I'm not a running shoe guy. There's yeah. those like really fat shoes. Are they called hookahs or hokas? Yeah. See, I bought a pair of those. I just felt goofy in them. They definitely know. look goofy. You you felt goofy because you looked goofy in them. Yeah. But the practicality of them is supposed to be, you can run in them. And I do know fat people like my boy Jelly Roll. Shout out my brother Jelly Roll. Oh, he's the man. That is one of his go-to shoes. Really? Because they're very comfy. I think it goes back to what I was saying with the sparring and boxing. It's like, I, if I don't feel, it's not about looking cool, but if I don't feel cool in what, like, yeah, like it's not even cool. It's not the right word, but... Just like, yeah, you're like, I remember I'd go skate and you put on like a dope outfit. You're like, I'm going to feel cool. And I have to fucking feel that when I'm going running too. It's like, I don't know. You guys should do um, an Apple Watch band, a Sunday one. Yeah? I think so. Do they change? Because we stayed away from iPhone cases and shit for that reason. So 
they don't. So no, to get to like no, not in the same way an iPhone changes. Okay. So like I bought this these bands I think can fit like three generations of. Oh, nice. Now the the Apple Watch bands are pretty pretty universal because they, they really only change the. Um, Until next year. Are they changing it big time? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, until you decide to do a Sunday one, and then they're or like, they make a little incision, and then that goes into your wrist. Yeah, these things just slide in and out. But yeah. let me take a photo of your wrist so that I remember. That is a good idea. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I think in the be Pantone. Cool. I love and I love just yeah in a green. What that should a pop any outfit? Yeah, was there a color that you almost like? Was it always like greenish blue, or was there ever like? A, a, a peachy red or something that y'all fucked with? No, it was always green. It came from uh, Army Men. Like when I was a kid, I always played with like toy Army Men. And that was like originally where I really liked it. And then I just also did a lot of research on has anyone coined a color like this? Because I really wanted people to see that color. Like The only brand that I've it. ever seen do it um, is cook- Cookies. Do you know Cookies? Yeah. Cookies has the Cookies Blue. Yeah. Okay. I know Which they've about. done a really good job. Like if you go to a cookies dispensary, the building is blue. Yeah. Right. But it's like a su- specific, just unique blue. I'm assuming. Yeah. Did you guys just throw paint together until you got the color, or was it like? Um, it started digital, so everything was from graphic design. Right. And then the first thing that it transferred to was fabric. So doing a cotton t-shirt, which right, was a you fucking. Also kind of don't know like how it's gonna like look when you. Oh, hundred percent. It's dude. Like, like there's, you know, 15 of these shopping bags at our place, all in slightly different shades. It's everything's a battle until you figure it out. But then it's like, say you figure out cardboard or cardstock. Now it's like for any other item that needs that you've got packaging figured out. Figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of building like a Pantone book for our company. So it's easier. You mentioned buying your house fixer upper. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, since you uh, obviously sold your part of Full Sand and Nelk, what has been the most ignorant purchase you've made? And if not ignorant, just the biggest outside of your home, because your home is obviously your home. That's that's a fucking nut for sure. Dude, literally nothing. I'm trying to think. I have not gone crazy or... You haven't bought... The like, home was the thing. That's all I wanted. I wanted a home and... Uh, trying to think i mean everything is just i mean i've got over a million invested into my company just so. reinvesting yeah wow i don't know i don't really need a lot of shit i got a truck but i was still in the company when i got that got an old your g-wagon chevy uh well you had a g-wagon didn't you? Oh, yeah i had a g-wagon i sold that tax write-off six thousand pounds yeah that was sick i got a g-wagon off of um what's it called auctions Oh really? Yeah, I got it for like ninety-one grand. Drove what? it for two years. Got to experience the whole G wagon, and, and you get then, to ride it off, right? Yeah, yeah. And then sold it for a hundred k two years later. Made Fuck money it. on Made it. Money got on to it. keep it. Hey, I got to yeah, Everybody always talks about it. Just one of those cars you grew up looking at. Yeah, like, yeah. So you just got a big Chevy truck now. Yeah, got a C ten, and then um, a Tesla is an everyday. How do you like the Tesla? I'm up and down on it. I mean, I I think you got a Model X. Oh, I always get this wrong. I have the. The doors don't go up. That's the Y. You have the Model S? Not the, I think then I have, you have the, the X. Y. Well, the X is Wait. the one where the doors go up. Okay, I have the Y. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Y. Because it's like stubbier. It's yeah, almost like SUV so. kind of. Yeah. No, the X is like the actual SUV. 
but the doors pop open. The X is like the super expensive one. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I have the Y. I've been extremely on the fence about about it, man. Like I've test drove one and I'm like, this is cool. It's also very like it, it has to be weird to get used to driving that car because there's buttons instead. Like, yeah. like the stuff you're used to, like conventional. The braking system you, is weird. It's yeah. just everything's just different, right? Yeah. So it's like. But once you get used to it, it does become. It's not even. It's not in the realm of cars. It's just once you have one, every other car feels weird. It's like weird. I was going to say, because like even like saving money on gas, it's like. Do you notice? I mean, you probably you're you're doing pretty well, but I think like do you, do you think yeah. the everyday person notices that like oh, 100%. they don't have to fill up their tank? But 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 get a fucking charger here. You just plug it in every time you pull in. I was gonna say, but then if you go on a road trip, you gotta kind of. Oh yeah, I've had. There's times where you're like, fuck this Tesla. I've been stranded in Arizona and shit before. It's like, because oh. the thing is, when that thing shuts off and runs out of juice, you've ran out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a, I had as worse as you can get where the point where it ran out and we, it's, you know, it's just got the hazards on, but it took so long for a truck to come. The hazards turned off. Yeah. Like even the backup little battery died. So oh. now you can't even shut the windows. You can't even, even if I got, I got it to a charger and I couldn't even get it to start charging cause you can't get the door open. So it, it was like an eight hour thing. It was like, I was like, why is this even a thing? Like, why would they make it where this can happen? I would just be like, fuck this car. Oh, I'm, get, I was f- I'm getting a fucking... I'm going to drive my Chevy everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every gas-guzzling car you see going by, you're like, I fucking just wish I could just... <laughs> see, that you might have just sealed the deal for me. <laughs> fucking Tesla talk. Everyday LA driving, though, I will say it's nice. Especially yeah, like if you're just drive. driving around like, and like, yeah. you plug it in at night, I'm sure it's fucking wonderful. Have another car for road trips and shit like that. That'd be Jesus, good. man. That's crazy. I was going to ask you... Uh, there, when you were with those guys, Steiny wasn't around, right? No, no. I think he was working for um, fucking not. Steve. No, the uh, he might have worked for Steve too at a certain point. God, why am I blanking on his name? Jesus, the he he started the podcast with Kyle John. Is that his name? No, no, the um, rich dude. He was a host on the Full Send show. Oh, uh, Bob Menery. Bob, that yeah. guy's a fucking sick ass dude. Bro. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's like, he's just like unstable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he, he's a wild boy. Oh, the remote. Are you cold? Are you freezing? <laughs> Usually you wouldn't complain if something was blowing on you. Hey, you're like, hey, bro, it's, it's too cold in here. No, that's crazy. Yeah. So he was working for Bob initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, did you, did you, were you able to kind of like, I, I watching that podcast by the way it made me realize he's not like a real like OG like Nelk fan. Yeah, yeah, he didn't know too much. He didn't know shit. I was like, how do I know more about this shit than this kid? He works for them. At least if I if I was working for if I was a part of that podcast, I would I would be well versed. Yeah, I would have to go back and do my research, you know. But did you game him up at all? Because he gets a ton of hate. Like people genuinely don't gravitate towards him in a positive manner. Yeah. But I mean, he he was nice to me. No, he shit. seems like a nice um, dude. But I'm yeah. saying, did you did you give him any advice? Did you guys have any like side talks? Like, hey man, how how are you liking this? Like, because he is kind of like an unofficial Nelk boy now, or official, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. He's part of the podcast. Yeah, I get confused. What's what at this point anymore? I didn't I didn't have too much of a like deep talk with him, but yeah. we had a small talk and he was cool. But yeah, I don't even know if that's like. I, I, sometimes I don't know if it's like a persona he's playing and then people will come at him for that or if it's like... I think he... I, I don't think it is. I think, I think he's new to the game. 
That's what I think. That's all I can read. And it happened for him quick. Yeah. And I think he's, that he's going through all of it. Yeah. Got dumped on his plate very fast. And I think anytime that happens to anybody, no matter where you're at, it might be the music industry, the entertainment industry, a lot, uh, it, it, you know, certain people aren't built. And I'm not saying he's not, but I'm saying like when that much clout and fame gets just handed to you 100%. quickly, man, that's a lot. No to one can with. prepare you for that. Nothing. Like. Can, you just got to kind of get through it. That's why I would be the last person to go on the pod and fucking take shots at Steiny right. or anything. It's uh, like, what about Celine? Do you do you, do you ever do you keep in contact with Celine at all? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no one, no one. It's it's not like a, a weekly thing or right, anything. Right. But uh, no, all friendly. He trains uh, jujitsu, so we've talked a few times. Oh, that's about dope. Get some sparring in or something. But are you gonna try to do shithole again? I think uh, later down the road, it'd be cool. Like right now, I'm worrying about get this company profitable, get everything. You know, we're just grinding right now. Yeah. That's all we're doing. So, Grind mode. And my problem is that I start too many projects. So I'm trying to like narrow in on what I'm, what I'm focused on. But uh, I think it would just be cool. Even if it's not like, a, you know, it doesn't make sense financially to do right. it. It's just if we get the company at a certain point for the OG fans and I would love doing it. Like, I think it's yeah, so you fun. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing another season and building that team out. Like, and you guys cool. do like, you're, you're, I mean like, you know, when you, when you did it last time, you were very much, uh, it was a high production value situation. Like, yeah. You guys no. were like, there was actors. I mean, I think of the, um, we were talking about the Graham's guy and there was the one episode where you were at a, a, a biker bar. Oh yeah. With Chuck Liddell. Yeah. With Chuck yeah. Liddell. <laughs> Which was, was fucking great. crazy. But I, I think that, like, that's the way to do it. Like, I see, I mean, did you see this kid that just got shot doing a prank in the mall? I heard about this. Fucking yeah. crazy. And, like, he's doing, like, some Salim type of shit. Like, yeah. just getting too close to someone's personal space. They tell him to stop. He does it again. Yeah, be careful with that. And the dude yeah. pulls out a gun and shoots him. Fuck. Did he die? He did not die. Oh, that's good. But the dude who shot him, the, they, they dropped the charges. Because they're like, he warned you, like, leave yeah. me alone, and you didn't. And I think it might have been in Florida. Now, if that happened in California, that... He'd be fucked, yeah. It, Texas or Florida, you're probably pretty yeah, safe. Yeah, in California, if someone breaks into your house and you shoot them, you're fucked. You got to kindly ask them to leave. Yeah. I don't like that about... I love California, but... I love Even it being a homeowner now, I'm a little like... Exactly. This should be, like, my domain. I fucking and, work my And a financially successful person... You probably have to do a ton of gymnastics to, you know, make sure you keep your money. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But you come from Canada, which, from what I understand, there's high taxes in Canada, which is why there's great health infrastructure and in certain yeah. things, right? Yeah, I can't even remember. Is it is it province by province in Canada? Dude, but I don't fucking know. That's I think it know. is. I know. All I know is Ontario is definitely high. Nobody likes Trudeau, is what I've heard. I've heard that too. And, and I know zero about need, I, politics. Shit, I specifically know. All I know is you can get free health care, and people don't like Justin Trudeau. And he, had, and he was wearing blackface. And uh, <laughs> Jordan Peterson is, uh, something's going on with his social media. That shit looks, I don't know enough to talk about it, but, because I like Jordan Peterson, but. No, I love Jordan Peterson. He's, I, I think I'm he's. I'm stripping him of his shit for crazy. like, just talk. Like, just for know. showing his perspective on like podcasts. And I think in Canada, they're about to implement a law that like can there's some sort of law that they're like the shit joe rogan was talking about mm-hmm. it's like the essentially where they, they it affects your life if you say talk about shit that like they don't yeah, like social about. the social credit score shit joe rogan yeah always talking exactly about. and That's they're doing that with jordan shit. peterson if i'm jordan peterson i'm fucking moving out of canada 
Yeah. I'm moving to, they'd love them in Texas. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Did you guys ever, like, like uh, something off the record, well, I, we'll talk about it. We'll delete it if you don't want to talk about it. But mm-hmm. when you had initially broken away, you and I were talking about you wanting to start maybe like a Netflix-style content company. Mm-hmm. And you were throwing around some names that you were in talks with, a guy like Tim Dillon. This was early on before Tim Dillon was fucking huge. Yeah. Um, whatever happened with that. And if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. We'll cut it out. But I know that was like a think thing of that... Where, do you, you know what I'm talking about, though? I'm trying to think of where that conversation was. We were talking about... So many ideas. Well, we were, we were just like... We were doing the pranks and shit, and you were like, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing like... You wanted to kind of have your own on-demand content shit, and you said that you were going to start working with like certain comedians and shit. And I think Tim Dillon might have been one of them. That might have been under. That might have been under Nelk. I, I think. think it was yeah, for sure. It was, it was the, for sure because this was around that same time where you were still filming on the Full Send channel, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah. We were. I think that was um, building uh, pretty much like. An R-rated YouTube at the time was so like, kind of like Rumble, yeah, and but not so much that everyone could upload on it. It was just another place you can go. Maybe it is a paywall. Like we were looking at a bunch of things of just because I think at the time when we were talking with that, it was we were getting strikes. There was there was a lot of shit going on where YouTube didn't look like a future home for what we were doing, and it was like, and we had a huge audience. And we were like, why don't we just yeah? Because what happens if they do what they do to Steve to you guys? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what do you? Did you guys ever get any of your? Because I always wonder if you get one of those strikes, mm-hmm. is it even possible to get it removed? I can't remember. I think it may be time, like if a like certain amount fall of time. Off. Yeah, I think it's like yeah. If, but I don't know. I know that once a channel gets flagged and striked, it's, it's none of the shithole pranks ever uh, got, got hit in terms of probably some copyright shit and stuff, but nothing, nothing serious. I don't think I've ever gotten a strike. That's dope. Well, uh, what, so for you now, where can people support what you're doing? Obviously if you, with IG, the website, how often are you dropping? How can, how can people support? Just on, on YouTube. If you want to like follow the story we're building, like you said, it's kind of cool to, to, and even right now, if you jump in, I feel like it's still the beginning stages and it will be cool. And, five ten years to be like damn i saw like the first people like grinding this out but every sunday we upload an episode on uh the sunday channel on youtube and um yeah sunday bloody sunday instagram what's and, uh, what's your guys' website uh bloody sunday.com was that hard to get yeah how much was it 25 grand yeah it's not too bad 25 yeah. yeah who would you have to buy it off of fuck i don't know i like what was do you know what it was before no, I think it was just someone sitting on domains. Yo, such a great hustle, by the way. Yeah. Yo, that when you buy up domains, super slept on hustle. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many like web like domains that you would think there's some, like you will go to like, a, you'll like type it in. Like I remember one time I was just tweaking with my boy, not literally tweaking on drugs, but we're just going to different like obvious dot coms. Yeah. And we're like, oh, there's not like someone's about to eat whenever this comes out. Like, yeah. Bloody Sunday. Yeah. We should start doing that, Cyrus. Start buying URLs. Just sitting on them. I got a quote for uh, Sunday.com, which is fucking obviously hard as Seven shit. Seven figures? It was, uh, they said 500K and up would be, you'd have to be like in that ballpark to even start the conversation. But obviously at the time, like I'm not, there's no need to do it. But And right now, Sunday.com is nothing? Um, yeah, we have Sundaystudios.com. But I mean like. 
but Sunday right now. The people um, who own it, if you go to Sunday.com, is it something? You know what's funny is Sunday.com isn't anything, but if you type in Sunday.com, it redirects you to like another word Sunday, and it's like this that grass lawn company that's called Sunday. There's like a grass fertilizer company. Oh, so they're not, they're not even using it. It's I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know because it's it redirects to another website. But how does that even make sense? Like it should go to Sunday.com and be like this okay. domain's for sale, but it instantly redirects. So maybe they have, maybe they own both and they haven't. Five hundred k. Eventually, you're gonna have to buy it if you guys get yeah. big enough. I think, but I'd have to find the. I'd be more interested in the app store. That'd be more. Um, for my 10 year plan of what I want to build here, I think that something kind of like what we were talking about, it's like something in the world of building your own, um, subscription service type mm-hmm. thing. And, uh, and I think Sunday would be a great name for that. So great name. Great. Yeah. I mean, if you were to, if you were to kind of say, Hey, Sunday is everything we have a yeah. platform and the platform is Sunday.com. Yeah. Just the simplicity of that Sunday on the app store, fucking it's what? just a color, no logo. Like I think it there is like I mean there's so many spider webs to where I see this going in ten years, but yeah, that's definitely on the on the horizon. Well, listen, like you said, don't take on too much at once. Yeah. Yeah. One thing at a time. <laughs> you have a lot going on. All right. Look, go support. Uh I appreciate you pulling back up, man. This guy for a long time was our you know, that that interview you uh did for me, man, was uh our most viewed interview for, I think it might still be. Really? The single most viewed upload, the clip of you talking about leaving Nelk, was this, I think it's the single most viewed clip that's not a short on our channel still. But Right um, place, right time though. I think it was just, yeah, yeah man. It's good so conversation. I appreciate you coming through again, man. Um, yeah, shit. Congrats on everything, dude. It's just dope to kind of see like, you know, uh, I like when people reinvent themselves. You know, and I think that the brand is super fly, man. So thanks, man. Appreciate it's, it. It's not cheesy. You're doing it the right way. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you bringing some gear and stuff. And um, every, how often are you dropping like new pieces for people to buy? Is it monthly? Yeah, it'll be every month. There's a new collection. And uh, and then we also do a giveaway for one Sunday skew every month. And then you guys like buried like a fucking giant yeah. wood box of oh, shit we get creative with it so we we literally just factor it as a tax on the company meaning like we want to create good culture and cool shit and fun because shit so you could write it off like well it's not even the write-off it's almost like i'm more saying a tax as in like it's important for what i'm doing here yeah, so like yeah, yeah, yeah. if i have to buy ten thousand dollars worth of uh, sunday hoodies and just give them away for free it's like fuck it like yeah you guys makes buried it, like a giant wooden crate or two or three yeah in the desert yeah just just like a beast of a fucking crate yeah and it's only for the like on bloodysun.com when you go there it's just a closed site but if you sign up for email and sms that's the only way you get a part of it so you can get a a heads up where it might be yeah so like so that month was surprise was you got three clues slowly throughout the week where you had to and then everyone was trying to find out where it was is it always in cali the that giveaway yeah no it's any it can be anywhere okay yeah because I know you guys are, you know, based here, obviously. Yeah. So I figured Cali or like, yeah. oh, Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that where it was? It was, um, no, real, like, northern, north from here. I can't even fucking remember. It was Santa like some Clarita. dunes. Oh, the dunes. Was that maybe, yeah. There's dunes everywhere, but there's some popular dunes. Glamis is the main one that's, like, really big. I luckily got out of burying that one. Yeah. I had some, had That's some what you got employees for, man. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate you pulling up, Jesse, man. Go support my guy, Bloody Sunday, uh, bloodysunday.com. Yeah. Boom. My guy. Fuck yeah. Fire. 
What's going on, man? I want to shout out to our family, Ahar Dean, for presenting to you another interview. All right? There's another interview coming tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Shout out to Hardeen, though, if you're in Las Vegas, man. The number one dispensary in the world. They're our family. They're our brothers. They're our fucking dogs over there, man. We love them. They always are taking care of us, and they'll take care of you. If you go to Hardeen in Vegas, let's say you're landing in Vegas. You're going to go watch the Raiders. You're going to go watch a, a Vegas show, whatever. Get in that taxi. Tell them straight up, take me to Hardeen. When you get to Hardeen, they will get you hooked up with the craziest uh, just variety and selection of premium cannabis on the planet. And if you tell them you heard about us on the on, on the Bootleg Kev show, you say, hey, uh, Hardeen, I heard about y'all on the Bootleg Kev podcast. They're going to take care of y'all, all right? So go follow them, Hardeen underscore Las Vegas on all social media, and check them out, HardeenLasVegas.com. What's up, Hardeen? Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 